Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I always say I had like this crackhead mentality where like I cannot go to sleep unless I know I've messaged at least like outreach to 10 people okay. in one day. Like I can't sleep comfortably yeah. knowing that I haven't done all that I can to like be successful. When I was like between 16 to I'd say 19, 20, I had like seven jobs. I had like four businesses. Personally, just didn't want to go to uni in the first place. Like I really didn't want to. Okay. And I think like everything I did until a certain point in my life, I was doing it for my parents. Right. So it was just like, okay, cool. Once I get out of uni, I can then do what I want. And the life-changing part for me was my cousin actually passed away on his way to university. And this is like something that he wanted to do. Sometimes I listen to like all the sacrifices my parents made to actually come to the UK. Um, They left their whole family. They like did everything that like, they could. And the worst thing for me would be like, okay, now I've just failed at life after they literally did everything to give me and my brothers a better life. You know, I said I like to manifest. So I will literally go to like Knightsbridge, book a table for myself and like literally have dinner by myself. From the agency as a, as a business, right? Mm-hmm. How much would you say? What's the, what's, what's the potential? Welcome to the Takeoff Experience where I sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey, their failures and their successes. If you want to take off in your career, your business, your finances, or your mindset, then this podcast is for you. Welcome back to the Takeoff Experience. We have a special guest in the building. How are you doing today, JV? I'm all right, thank you. I'm having a great day, great week. How are you? I'm great too. Um, So wanted to understand, actually, who is JV for those that don't know who you are? Yeah, so um, do you know what? Recently, someone was like, who is JV? And I wrote a whole biography. I wrote a whole paragraph. And they're like, you're not modest with it, are you? <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? You actually did that? Yeah. Wow. I mean, um, most people struggle to even write like a sentence about themselves. Yeah. Do you know what? It's because I've been like perfecting it for a long time. Like I think everyone just kept asking me like, what do you do? Who are you? And I had like a hundred different things I used to do. And I had to like find a way to like just make it concise into like a little one second pitch where I can just be like, this is me. Um, but in a nutshell, I'm like a serial entrepreneur. So I've had like multiple different businesses and now I have a web development and a marketing agency. So yeah, I've pretty much been doing that for the majority of it, um, like the last 18 months. And I also coach people okay. and mentor people. Yeah. Awesome. Can you give us a bit of an insight into what life is like for you at the moment? Like, give us a typical day, like today, for example, what did you do today? Yeah, so meetings, meetings, more meetings and meetings. Okay, what are these meetings? Client meetings? Or... <laughs> um, so it's client meetings are about 
so it used to be about 90% client meetings and then 10% like with my um freelancers and like people who work under my agency um but now I'm like more hands-off and automating it so it's more like 80% with like my freelancers and um employees I don't like using that word okay (laughs) yeah um employees and freelancers and then like 20% with clients because I like yeah, clients used to stress me too much. So now I'm like... Wow. So you just don't want to deal with the yeah. things. To be fair, I feel like most people don't really like customer service. As much as, as nice as you want to be mm-hmm. with it, sometimes it can get just a bit stressful. Yeah. You know, doing it at times. But we'll break down like how your business works. Um, uh-huh. But before that, just wanted to background wise where your parents from so um i was born in zimbabwe um when i was about five years old i moved over to the uk i've lived everywhere in the uk um so i lived in like nice little town called Luton. i heard andrew take Le- it, you nice in little Luton, town <laughs> and wow. i was like oh no no it's not um then moved up north to like um a little town near um hull and then moved back down to milton Keynes now and yeah living the slow lane life in Milton Keynes now. Why why Milton Keynes? Is it because you got a business? Is that why you're like, oh, you want to no, just... Um, so I actually moved to Maidenhead because yeah. um, like straight after uni, I moved to Maidenhead because I, I just loved like, you know, the massive houses, just like living. I'm like a heavy manifester. Is that the word? Okay. Right? Someone that manifests a lot and I love visualizing. So I moved to Maidenhead and there was like these massive houses, but I just love like Milton Keynes. is just very, your typical nine to five haven where everyone's like, this is the best place to raise your children. So yeah. your parents moved there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, to be fair, I don't know much about MK. Um, I've only been there for, for a night out, but <laughs> I think I've, I mean, I do, I do hear a lot of people moving there. Yeah. I'm guessing it's, it's much cheaper than to, to live in London and get oh, more bang for your bunk as well. It's cheaper than London. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere in the UK is, is, is terrible here. Um, How did you get into web, web development? So, um, do you remember back in the day, there was a nice little website called Tumblr? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was it's still the... about, right? Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, yeah, it is still around. Yeah. Um, so I was one of them little neaky little kids that used to spend all my time like on my laptop and I had a Tumblr, um, I had like a page on there so you could actually like, you know, HTML, CSS and just like code like your own like blog on there. Um, and I used to just like go onto YouTube and quickly like search up like how to make like, you know, a new little cursor, how to like uh, make the tab bar change and all of that. So I learned like HTML and CSS when I was like 14. Wow. Um, and then from there after, because like I mentioned, I'm like a serial entrepreneur. So I've had any business you can think of, I've probably tried it and made a website for myself and like made an Instagram page. So because um, I knew a lot about about that, like, you know, business development, early stages of business, how to get started. That's kind of how I started like in my own agency because I knew the mistakes I'd made and I was able to help other people. Like, okay. yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So you've been doing web development since 14. How old are you now? I'm 23, so Okay, yeah. so almost 10 years yeah, doing that. Yeah, honestly. Wow. I've, That's insane. I recently released a course with like my business partner um, and he's been doing it for like five years or six years. And we're like, yeah, between us, we have 15 years of experience. And everyone was like, what? How? That's crazy. Like, yeah. At age but... of 24, that's insane. Yeah. Wow. And tell us a bit about the business. So you mentioned it's an agency. Mm-hmm. Can you expand a bit more on, on that? Yeah. So um, I started off as a freelancer. So like, as I mentioned earlier, I literally would be on the phone, like, you know, closing my clients, like go on um, LinkedIn, whatever, find my clients, message them, call them, 
sign them on, do the invoices, email them, and then like do pretty much um all of their marketing, do their websites, and it was just me doing it. And I'll- so you were just like contacting them, just like really just messaging. What, what is it like a form of cold calling? Yes, yeah. it, it is. It is definitely wow. cold call. So cold people think like cold calling is just like you know picking up the phone and calling yeah. everyone in Yellow Pages. If that's the looks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Yellow Pages is about. Um, but it is like um. So I always say I had like this crackhead mentality where like I cannot go to sleep unless I know I've messaged at least like outreach to ten people okay. in one day. Like I can't sleep comfortably knowing yeah. that I haven't done all that I can to like be successful. So um, I had just like a script. So actually i'm freelancing course 20 pounds with the script so yeah you got um, the script on on your freelance course yeah so, so okay. um i've got the script so it's like um what to message people okay. especially like high ticket clients so these people are the ones paying like you know five to ten thousand pounds you can't just be like yo you have to have like a whole <laughs> like you know procedure and like know how to message them so um yeah and then once you get them on the phone what to actually say to them and i found a lot of it was psychology so um yeah that was the main thing I don't want to go too much into that yet but um and as a freelancer I was like okay cool I'm literally working like 19 hours a day like I'd have like three hours sleep first thing I do as soon as I wake up go to my laptop last thing I do I literally fall asleep on the sofa still on my laptop and I'm doing everything and I kind of just thought um I was like making a lot of money from it but I just had no time at all so that's kind of when I started like searching like you know how do you outsource this kind of stuff how do you actually go out there and like just still have a bit of time and but be able to like still make the same amount so um i then started employing like uh freelancers i started off like as freelancers just like in random like you know india philippines and because it were really cheap okay. and my profit margins were amazing yeah um but then it ended up being like okay, i actually need like people that can do the job as quickly as possible i can contact them um yeah. and they're doing like the quality i want okay. um so that's how my agency was basically born so wow and what were you getting them to do like for you so um i still can't trust anyone to like close for me so i do still do like the close like getting clients on the call and like yeah actually closing them to become clients okay um so before web developing was like the last thing I was like clinging on to. I was like, this is the only thing that people come to me for because my portfolio looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, but so it's anything like digital marketing based. So that's like, you know, your email marketing, social media marketing, um, just paid ads or anything. You know, when you think of a business online, yeah. that's digital, just anything that gets a business out there. Okay. That's pretty much, yeah. Tell me about the marketing side because... How did that, how did that come about? Is it, was it also an interest and passion of yours or was it just like, um, just natural fit for what you're doing? It was like a natural fit because, um, think of it this way, yeah, a business without marketing is literally like, you know, trying to wink in the dark, like, you know what you're doing, but no one else knows what you're doing. So me personally, I've had like a swimwear, um, e-commerce store. I've had a food business and I used to like do, um, have a makeup in school, um, not in school, in uni. So it was like, I knew how to market myself and get like, you know, all of this clientele in. I knew like, you know, the importance of like branding and I knew, just all of that was important in order to actually get people signed yeah. up to me. So because I knew how to do all of that for myself, when uh, lockdown hit, my swimwear line, like, I had to stop production because China, all the like factories just stopped and like no one was going on holiday. So people were like asking for refunds left, right, and center. I'm like, oh my God. Swear down. Yeah. So it was like, um, it was insane. I think I lost like 150 pounds worth of orders in like the space of like one week as soon as that like COVID announcement came in. And I was like, I'm kind of like, 
I can't like I'm at uni doing this and I can't like just wait for it to come back on so that's when I obviously opened my food business um but at that time it was like I know how to market people are asking me how did I build this whole like business and that's how I ended up doing marketing just for like my close friends and family okay um and then that turned into a whole like thing like I was like oh I kind of know how to do this done so my agency started off as a marketing agency and then web development part of it came in after because that was still a hobby for me okay wow that's crazy I'm I'm when you're telling me this you started all these businesses yeah where's that come from like you know the entrepreneur in you where's that from because it's clear that you've (laughs) been into business for a long time oh yeah so let me throw it back let's go straight back so um in 2015 i was um when i was like 16 i don't know if you watched uh the apprentice i've watched it here and there yeah yeah, yeah. okay so yeah. in 2015 i think it was there was a guy called joseph valentine and okay. he uh ended up winning with like a plumbing business but that's irrelevant so um <laughs> on there <laughs> he was like um my aim is to be like alexandra the great and i want to conquer the world by the time i'm 30 and i'm there like 16 year old me and i'm like hmm he wants to actually do all of this by the time that he's like 30 i've got 14 years imagine that like, i can literally do anything i want in that 14 years um and at that point, I was like, I want to be a millionaire by 30. Like, I kept saying it to myself. Wow. And this is before I knew, like, what manifestation was, what, like, you know, the power of the mind, the subconscious mind, all of that. Like, I became, like, really into metaphysics after. But at that point, I used to, like, mutter this to myself, like, just nonstop being like, yeah, I'm going to be a millionaire by 30. I'm going to be a millionaire by 30. So when I was, like, between 16 to, I'd say, 19, 20, I had like seven jobs i had like four businesses like um so i've seven jobs and four businesses yeah <laughs> i worked at like pc world spec savers wow. I feel like anywhere you can think of i probably have literally a um discount card i've had it at one point um and then i had like business because i thought to become a millionaire i'm gonna have to work as hard as i can save as much money as i can and just like keep working keep working and then i realized wait i'm trading my hours for pay and it was at that point I was like, okay, something has to change here. And then during lockdown, I just became like really spiritual, like worked on my mindset, worked on like my growth mindset, just growing as a person. Um, and that's when I kind of realized, you know what, if I write my specific goals and work towards that and niche down just to one thing and have specialized knowledge in that one thing, I'm going to just like develop in that. And that's where like I became a freelancer and then obviously into an agency after. Wow. That's okay. Now this, <laughs> this is, you've been, I feel like you've lived like uh, a long life already and yeah, it's not even been that long. Honestly, you feel like that? I honestly yeah. feel like that. It's like sometimes when I was like, I, you know, I used to speak to my friends, just telling them little stories like here and then they're like, when have you done this? Well, we've all been here at the same time. Like when wow. we're doing this and it's like, we've all got the same Oh, Molly May got cancelled for this. <laughs> We've all got the same twenty four hours in a day. She hasn't been cancelled. <laughs> no, I mean she got cancelled for. She got like day. yeah, yeah, like I think um insensitive um, yeah. to to it. Um yeah, but I do feel like there's an element. Well, I don't want to get into it, but I feel like there's an element of truth that, and a yeah. lot of people don't want to hear that. But like it's like we do all have the same twenty four hours do, in a yeah. day, and whilst obviously all of my friends were just partying and doing nothing at uni, I was literally in the library all night long working on my businesses and it really helps me with like a lot of startup capital to then go into investing in a lot of 
things at that stage. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're you're right. You, you, we all do have a choice to do things. Again, now obviously some people have more advantages than yeah, others. Disadvantages. So. We understand that, like you know. But at the end of the day, as a as a blank statement, I think it is true. You do have to yeah. decide what you're going to do with, with those twenty four hours now. Some people will go to work and just do the bare minimum and get mm. by. Some people will go there and excel. And then, you know, in five years yeah. or 10 years or 15 years, they see over the company, whatever, right? I think we all do have choices and they all have consequences. 100%. You know, so I think that, and a lot of like you said, a lot of people don't want to hear that because it's the truth. And sometimes taking taking that truth pill, yeah. it can be hard to deal with when, when, you, when you are in a situation and, you know, it's kind of your fault. Mm. You don't want to hear that it's your fault. 100%. <laughs> right? I mean, so, people get triggered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I do, I do understand what, what, how people, like what people are saying, but the truth of the matter is, I think anybody who's gotten to a high level isn't by accident right Mm -hmm. they did put in some work they did maybe some extra hours maybe they weren't partying maybe they were doing something else so yeah yeah it's uh, crazy Um, i wanted to go back to your first client can you take me through how you did that i know you don't want to talk too much about the script yeah and so you don't have to go through that but just how you did that and how you felt like were you nervous were you not nervous (laughs) um so i'm one of them people that believes in like my literal motto in life is what's the worst that can happen like, yeah honestly if I didn't die then <laughs> like good um so I think in my first ever call I like picked up the phone wait let me rewind to actually how I got this first ever call so um I feel like if you don't try you're not going to get anything out of it so like I mentioned like that crackhead mentality of being like you know I call it crackhead mentality because people that are addicted to drugs like they will make that money every single day without fail and they will feed their habit without fail but um the average person will not even make as much money in a day they will just like comfortably do whatever so for me it was like that mentality of like I I need to make this money so um I messaged like you know obviously those 10 people I went into like Facebook groups I went into um like actual Facebook like pages looked at the message so many people non-stop and it's like um in marketing they call it the 1041 rule so for every 10 people you message four people are going to respond and one person's actually gonna like get onto the phone and I found that like you know to actually be true in my case so if I message 100 people 40 are going to respond and 10 are going to get on the phone and actually close as a person so that's why I was like okay I need to get it out there as much as I can and that's essentially what I did best place that worked for me I can't lie was like Facebook groups like actually just going into like business pages and just being like um like you know what problems are you facing and people would then tell me like what problems they're facing and tell me those pain points and then I would use those pain points back to them and be like okay I know you're suffering with this well, yeah this is what I do and this is how I can help so yeah that's basically how I closed my first ever client I actually still have my first ever client do you yeah wow she's like uh she's a middle-aged woman she's like my like my mother my business mother <laughs> yeah oh so. my gosh she must be so happy for you and how you honestly she's like she's definitely invited to my wedding she's definitely invited yeah oh my god this is this is wow this is um epic and um from from your point of view right Mm -hmm. how how much can someone make starting their own you know web development and marketing agency how how long have you been doing this actually uh so i'll tell you about three years on my agency like about 
18 months. Yeah. Okay, 18 months. So freelancing in total three years mm. and then you got the agency side of it 18, about yeah. 18 months ago. Um, so I guess from the agency as a, as a business, right? Mm. How much would you say, what's the, what's, what's the potential? Oh, it? you can make so much. So, um, I like personally, I'm so transparent with yeah. this because at the start of the year, like I said, I manifest like new yeah. man's business. Mm. So, um, last year, January, I think my number one thing that I put pen to paper on every single day journaling, like my business is going to make six, no, six figures every single year. And I'm going to make five figures every single month without fail. Wow. And I kept writing that down. I kept like visualizing it, like manifesting it. And I remember like January this year, the first six days, like this was January the 6th, um, my agency had made 11,250 pounds wow. in the first six days of the year. Wow. So that's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a, and that's just from the first six days. And after that, like obviously um, just letting people know that and just showing them like the results I personally had then brought in even like more money from me actually educating people. So um, I released a, um, a web developing freelance freelancing course and just agency course to actually teach people. And like my business partner, he's making like 12,000, 15,000 pounds a month. I've got another friend who has an agency making like 25,000 pounds a month. There's wow. a guy, a famous YouTuber called Imran Gadzi. He's made yeah, 10 no, million yeah, yeah. in like the last four years. He's 20 two I think yeah like yeah 10 million so there is so much potential but it's all down to the person and how hungry they are um for that and whether they have the burn desire to actually go out and do it same way with like any other business you yeah. can make so much money but it's down to that person's drive and how much they actually want to make from it yeah 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 that that makes sense and it's it's so nice to hear that there is potential in it that you've proven that you can make six figures others have proven that they can make six figures and you're also teaching people and mm -hmm. um, because i think you know what i find like so interesting these days and i think is a bit of a blessing um the internet is is able to help you're able to connect with people and then teach them okay you want to make money this yeah. is how i'm making it and i can teach you how to to do it for a fraction yeah. of the cost you're going to get to bypass everything um i've done so yeah no that's a that's completely amazing and when when's the when you plan to make a million a year? <laughs> I, literally, <laughs> I think the next thing was um has been i am i've literally been writing now i'm going to be the first millionaire in my family before i reach 25 literally writing that every day that's like the next statement so on my 25th birthday i'll come back <laughs> to this and be like yeah. in a year yeah <laughs> yeah oh mad, um, mad and the most amazing thing is one of the girls that I actually mentor in um february this year i asked her this was like four weeks into our mentoring um how much have you made in the last month and she'd made one thousand and one thousand and eighty pounds i think it was like already number like that and i remember just being like to her like you know someone had said to me my my mentoring is 800 pounds for eight weeks and someone was like it's too expensive and i remember just screenshotting this and just i didn't even say anything i just sent it like the screenshot back to that person he was like it's too expensive like you make your money back plus more within like four weeks because um it's more than just like being like okay i've got an agency clients need to come to me like you need to learn the actual mindset behind it and the actual processes of getting those clients yeah yeah you know what i think before i did my podcast i think i was a bit skeptical about paying for learning but i think the more that i've started to speak to people especially high achievers and i guess the listeners will probably you know make the make this conclusion as well I've realized a lot of them have paid 
to to skip ahead and get the necessary skills and then use those skills to generate money of course it might not always work out but if you get in something that's high quality Mm -hmm. like you said you taught somebody uh you've taught somebody it's cost them 800 quid or whatever now they've made a grand they're gonna make more than that if they keep on going (laughs) they would have made 10 15 in just a year two years 30 whatever they want to get to they've got the skill so yeah i think i think i'm definitely in agreement with that and you know what's funny right like even though i had that mindset and a lot of us have that mindset we're also okay with paying for university 100%. which um you know and i think um again i'm not trying to take the you know take a crack at university because i went to, to university but i think um i think when we've been let me not say brainwashed, but kind of brainwashed to think that it's superior than somebody who actually has the social proof. 100%. We, we've been, yeah, we've been told that, whereas our lecturers, they they haven't got the social proof, <laughs> but they're teaching us it, you know, for like, how much is it now? Nine grand a year? I did, um, so. I did pharmacy at uni. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so I did, so my actual course name was pharmaceutical science, technology and business. And I remember in like the business modules, like pharmaceutical business module, um, we had to like come up with like a sustainable business that would be profitable. And I remember like just thinking like, okay, we're thinking of this like pharmaceutically business. Our lecturer has never owned a business and you're teaching me how I need to like, you know, go out into the world and actually start a business. I'm now like 71k in debt from uni from like you know that's four insane years. 71 oh my god it's gone up crazy it's this is the up. thing yeah I thought it was free you know people were like out here yeah. getting shit on finance all of that it's not free um and I will never use that degree ever again in my life but I learned how to cook at uni and then started food <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the any positive yeah yeah and it's you know and this is where this is where i think it is because is interesting because you're saying you're 71,000 in in debt and then i guess i don't know what the earning potential is for korean pharma i guess if you're working for like the top companies and like you go right to the top yeah it's going to be in the millions right like mm. that's the top earning potential but it's that's really like difficult around 80k for like just Is like it? that's really high up as well oh really yeah yeah so just um, oh wow about 36 is like your average like you know pharmaceutical scientist yeah. in a lab yeah that's mad <laughs> that's bad <laughs> yeah. that's bad okay so yeah the the cost benefit isn't adding up and to be honest it's it's none of our fault because we didn't we weren't told to think like this. Actually, you know, if you're going to study this, um, these are your options Mm -hmm. after. This is where you can get to. And this is like earning potential. This is, you know, what you should do. And I think what they should have encouraged more of us to do is take risks and um, start a side hustle or try and find another way to make money. And even if you have got like a full-time job, you've got some other income coming in. Can I ask a quick question, yeah. right? So me and my dad were having this conversation yeah. yesterday, yeah? And because uh, he's recently gotten into like, you know, your old Nightingales, Napoleon Hills. I'm, yeah. You go, dad. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, so he's recently started listening and he was like, why weren't anyone taught this in schools? Because like, this is like information from like, the 1920s. And I think um, I'd recently read something like, do you feel like if everyone had this knowledge and everyone implemented this knowledge, like the capitalist, like, society could function the way it's meant to function no it wouldn't it wouldn't function but do you know what it is right i yeah so in that situation it wouldn't 
But if everybody, sorry, if everybody didn't implement it, yeah, which I don't think because a lot of people do get information. They yeah, see what we're true. doing. They see what we're talking but about. They're not. They're not everywhere. interested, right? Yeah. They're not gonna take the action. Some people might consume it and not take the action. But no. you're right. Yeah, it, it probably wouldn't. Yeah, that's <laughs> so maybe we shouldn't be giving them the information. Because like only the top five percent, top one percent. Yeah. Because yeah, and I know like a lot of like secret societies like just this kind of information and everyone's just like wow they're like devil worshiping but realistically it's just like a mastermind of people sharing like you know this top knowledge about like you know the kind of mindset and yeah. like different businesses to get into it's crazy that is that, that that's actually crazy would you ever join one of those kind of groups um so me and my friends actually started like a, a small mastermind alliance okay, like yeah. a couple like it's crazy because when we all started, um, I remember our big wins being like, oh my God, I've just made 500 pounds this week. Like, you know, oh my God, I've just got my first like 200 followers. And now like one of my friends literally messaged me. Um, he bought like a gold coin the same day. Shout out to Kevin. Bought a gold coin the same day as me. And um, he, was, I think he'd made like 27,000 literally wow. that same month. And I was just like, what the hell? Like we all started off like just in this grinding yeah. yeah and we just used to send each, each other quotes all the time just like you know push each other um but i wouldn't join anything like you know like the freemasons or anything you know <laughs> but i think i would join something similar because when you actually think about like these people they are not even old money they're new money and yeah. they're like making millions and they all have just knowledge of like how they've obviously made their millions yeah um and it's there for them to share but people are too scared to actually ever yeah. join anything that's crazy i don't know if i asked you this so so you studied pharmacy right you mm. said at university why why the switch why did you what happened what um, was like the eureka i was like no nah, i'm not i'm not doing i'm not spending i'm not gonna be in a 35k job <laughs> so, um the biggest thing for me was um i personally just didn't want to go to uni in the first place. Like I really didn't want to. Okay. And I think like everything I did until a certain point in my life, I was doing it for my parents. Right. So it was just like, okay, cool. Once I get out of uni, I can then do what I want. And the life-changing part for me was my cousin actually passed away on his way to university. And this is like something that he wanted to do. Um, And for me, it was like around September, we'd started uni at the same time. Um, But this was like two years later. So like going into my third year of uni. Um, And at that point, I was just like, I like you know i've i've spent so long living life for other people i now just want to like live life for myself so that year i think i literally traveled to like eight different countries and like wow. one year i like started like my swimwear business and i just kind of detached from university because i was like this has absolutely nothing to do with what i want to do for the rest of my life and life's too short like you know you can actually just go at any point so why not actually live it to the fullest and the worst thing would be like you're telling your grandchildren or like you're on your deathbed and you knew what like your full potential was but you don't ever like tap into that full potential yeah so that's what i i just never want to have regrets i want like literally be there to my grandkids like i did everything i could just to make sure that generational wealth kept coming in yeah yeah no i hear that my condolences to you about your cousins it's never easy to to lose a loved one and i guess that spurred you on to be like no i want to live yeah. a life um, it either I makes live. you or it breaks you so yeah. for me, very brave very brave yeah where's the drive coming from i'm trying to understand because you're super driven clearly but like do you feel like when when you were at uni that 
Not that the drive wasn't there. Were you doing your businesses? You were doing your business. So while yeah, you were I, think uni, I was right? more like yeah. working every summer. But when I was working yeah. every summer, it would be like 13 out, like literally 13 days in a row. I'm wow. lying to different managers in different departments and being like, I can do overtime, but they don't know that I'm like doing, you know. Um, so I'd be working like 13 hours, but like different managers from different every departments day. don't know that I'm working more hours. If that 13 hours a day. Yeah. So oh yeah, God. it was very <laughs> illegal. Yo, very oh, unknown. Wow. Um, I think my biggest drive has been my parents. Like, you know, um, sometimes I listen to like all the sacrifices my parents made to actually come to the UK. Um, they left their whole family. They like did everything that like, they could. And the worst thing for me would be like, okay, now I've just failed at life after they literally did everything to give me and my brothers a better life. So I think that's been the biggest drive. Like I'll see some people just, they're literally wastemen. Like they do <laughs> their lives. And it's like, if you knew the sacrifices your parents yeah. made to give you a better life and this is what you've decided to do in life. Um, so for me, it's always been like, I want to be that one person that like, I will do everything for my parents. Like I want to give them the life that they wanted. And I think because I was so fixated on that, that's why I obviously ended up going into uni because I just didn't want to disappoint them. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, nah, I completely understand. And it's good to have a why. You know what your why is and you're doing it at the best time. You're taking risks at the best time, which I think is, I wish I, I wish I would have taken risks. Um, at <laughs> Don't time, you but then, wish you could have, you can still take risks. I am taking my risks. I'm doing my podcast now. Yeah, but I mean, I would maybe I would have not done the podcast, you know. Um, yeah. This is something I've always wanted to do um it's so amazing. yeah so yeah now, now 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 i've gotten to it but um that wow that is crazy i wanted to go back to like um so your your agency what are like some of the startup costs for it that you that you need uh, to start up so uh, i was trying to explain this to my accountant recently that i have zero costs <laughs> like, really genuinely zero costs uh but it's because everything i need the clients pay for it okay. so if like i'm running ads for the client they pay for their own ads um for like Maybe like my Photoshop monthly subscription, which I still use a sheet discount for, which is like £13 a month and then like Canva for like £10. But other than that, there's no real like startup costs needed because it's as simple as you go to a client, a client signs on, and then if they need a website done, you just make the website for them and they pay for their hosting fees themselves. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah, that's pretty much it, like there's just none and now that i'm actually I have an agency so the reason i started off hiring freelancers rather than employees was because with freelancers you can just give them like you know ad hoc like you can give them a job here and there so as soon as i have like a client signs on i then call up a freelancer like i've got a job for you here's um i'll give you like i always take 20 percent, and then they get like 80 percent. or if it's like i've done a lot of the work i'll take like 50 percent, and they get 50%. Okay. so you get to decide like what work you want okay yeah Oh, it's like a record label kind of yeah. thing. But for like for like the technical side, yeah. Yeah. Technology so. side. Wow, that's that's amazing. So outsourcing definitely changed my life, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And um are you feeling like the work life balance is more to what you want? I think um no. No, not yet. <laughs> because um I think I was having this conversation with my friend recently that I think as humans, we don't know when to stop. Like sometimes we are so attached to like the idea of success and like goal setting. And when we 
reach one goal, we want the next goal, we want the next goal, we want the next goal. So for me, the main reason I started my agency was because I was having those like, you know, 19 hour work days. And then I was like, okay, no, I need to actually just like start hiring people so that I can have time off. But the more I hire, the more clients I take on. And then the more clients I take on, the more I'm still working. So um, I was hoping that by the time I do like, you know, obviously turn to digital nomad, I can just like disappear for like two months. No one looks for me because like everything is running without me. But uh, I am going to have to carry on working. So really? Yeah, it okay. is. Um, it's just because I think my goals just keep expanding and okay. expanding, um, which means I do have to keep doing even hiring. Sometimes people just lie and say, I can do this and that and that. And a client wants something by a deadline and they can't do it. So I end up doing it. Really? So the quality of the, the work is not good enough or they're not fast enough. And, yeah, uh, that's it. Exactly. So it is a lot. Like, um, I think, you know, people glorify running a business so much. They glamorize it and everyone's like, I want to start a business. When I start a business, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. But I think people do sometimes forget that there are actually the hard parts of running a business, the actual logistics of running a business, which, you know, is still fulfilling at the end of the day. So don't don't say I didn't told you not to start a business. Uh, but yeah, 100%, there is like the good and there is the bad. But at the end of the day, I'm doing something I'm passionate about. So it doesn't really matter too much yeah no i definitely i definitely hear that and that's where the passion comes from because you talked us through some of your struggles actually Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, so um i think some of the biggest struggles i have had is especially like the employing thing um so one of the reasons i stopped employing like in places like you know um more in the east side of the world is because different time zones and different levels of quality so um so when you do pay, I don't know if you've seen this one sketch of like a horse, yeah. It's like drawn like a stick figure at the front and then it's drawn by like an artist at the back. Oh, okay. So it's like, it basically explains like, this is if, when you pay for something, if you pay like 200 pounds, you're going to get like the stick figure version. If you pay 2000 pounds, you're going to get like the nicely artistic <laughs> drawn horse. So uh, that was me. I used to like, would pay a freelancer like a hundred pounds when I've like charged a client like, 2500 and then keep like the profit in between um but i had to learn like you know sometimes i need lower uh profit margins but the work is getting done and that obviously has customer retention and the customer comes back and back um other struggles i've had with my agency has kind of been smooth sailing Oh, clients are actual. Oh. Okay, <laughs> some, come on, tell, tell me some of your client stories. <laughs> Let me tell you the tea. <laughs> yeah, we um, hear that. I've changed my contract about 15 times in the last like 18 months. What does that mean? Um, sometimes a client will like call me and it's like Saturday, literally three in the morning. And it's like, why are you call, like, what in your head told you you can call me at this they're time? They're working on Saturday. They're all right. <laughs> yeah, honestly, so before I used to work 24-7, 24 hours a day, nonstop. Um, and clients just had no boundaries, like to a point where they're telling me their whole life stories. They're like, we're becoming too friendly. And it's just like, you need to understand there is a professional relationship at times. And you need to also set those boundaries for yourself. Like I don't work on weekends anymore because I need that time to myself. Um, Sometimes clients will literally pay a deposit because I do deposits for website and then do the next payment then, um, once it's done. They'll pay a deposit. I'm like, cool. One month is how long it's going to take. Maximum two weeks to one month that's it for the website and then they'll just disappear and I'm like you know you've paid me like do you know you've paid me uh but it's annoying because sometimes we'll be like I've done quite a large amount of the website so now you need to pay the second half so that chasing of clients can be very very difficult sometimes um 
Yeah. Doesn't happen too, too often, but you do get the odd client that just pays a deposit and then just disappears for like three months and then comes back at night. Oh, hi. And what, when they come back, are they expecting some finished products or something? Yeah. Some, really? Yeah, um, Some of them don't even send, like, they'll literally want me to create a whole like gallery based uh, website for them and they don't send any images at all and i'm just like they're chasing so i think another thing i was actually speaking to like one of my mentees today and i was like sometimes clients can treat you like you're their personal assistant when uh, especially when you're doing marketing for them so they'll want you to do x y and z for them so you need to just set those clear boundaries like i'm only this is what's in the proposal this is what's in the contract and this is what i do for you which is why it's a very important to have these things like from the get-go like a contract a proposal and all of that so you can always refer back to it and be like this is what we've signed on yeah yeah so they so these guys sometimes it sounds like they just try to take the piss a little bit mm. they try and get, look into the loopholes yeah the, the <sighs> worst like... one is definitely when you have more passion for a client's business than they have for their own business <laughs> that was really? like the worst like how does that make any sense it's like i want you to win more than you want yourself yeah. to win yeah um how, how, how does a client get there <laughs> i have this like mindset coach she's like like one of them witches but like good witches i don't know okay. how yeah one of my clients are super religious so just like was like take no one of my friends is like super religious so gave me a client was like take her because she does like tarot cards and that kind of thing okay um she's like very um absolutely love her but she just has no passion for her business and everything that she teaches she doesn't practice herself so like you know but having that abundance mindset always being within now she's just like calling me like i can't do this right now because like so, like currently something's happening like in my life and it's just like oh okay like abundance mindset yeah so i en- ended up for her because we became too friendly doing a lot for her okay wow was that the only client uh relationship that you kind of was like yeah i'm not gonna no the one i've had for a while like yeah f- um the one you know i said was my first yeah. client i still have it to this day like yeah. yeah i can't i couldn't even like increase her price when i increased everyone else's oh wow yeah oh. we're too friendly it's gotten too friendly but i love her so, how, so how, how do you manage that like the friendliness with a, with a client okay i guess the first one that that's sentimental i understand that yeah. that was your first client right and now you're you're doing very very well. How do you obviously keep it professional, but um, friendly so they don't try and like take the mic a little bit? It's something I've had to learn from experience yeah. because I think when you do get too friendly as well, they do try and haggle you for your pricing. And okay. I think um one thing I do pride myself on is like I know I can deliver certain levels of quality, and I know you know um I think in my LinkedIn bio it literally says I can scaling businesses to six figures because I've worked with businesses that were like stagnant and like twenty five k forty k and they're like how do I now start making you know six figures a month how do I start making that much and I've helped them get to that point so it's like some people will come to me and they're like why are your services so expensive like you know can't you just do this like can't you just like do it this price and they will even try and like do that whole friendship thing just to get you to bring down your pricing and it's like and no. <laughs> I, I know I know how hard I'm working for this so yeah that's crazy I want to ask you this question you know uh, you know uh, speaking to a fellow black person you know mm-hmm. I think sometimes um there may be that um what was the word you know the word you know the one I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about imposter syndrome mean. yeah oh, finally got to me right how how have you overcome that to be like no I'm gonna charge 
what I'm worth. And the reason why I'm asking this question, because I was listening um, to one of my favorite uh, motivational speakers today, Eric Thomas, was on a podcast, right? And he was talking about how he, he, very similar situation, how he actually got told he was undercharging. He was a top yeah, guy, right. but he was undercharging. So I want to ask you, how how have you overcome that mm. yourself? So um, I believe in environment and networking. So I will place myself in certain environments. Like um, I have like, you know, like, you know, I said, I like to manifest. So I will literally go to like Knightsbridge, book a table for myself and like literally have dinner by myself and surround myself. Like, you know, like I recently went to like Novikov, like and just paid like a whole 108 pound meal for myself. And I'm surrounded wow. by all of these like, like, you know, very wealthy people around me. It's when you place yourself in certain situations and you build that abundance mindset for yourself and like get out of like that mindset of like, you know, I'm scarce, like I can't afford this, I can't do that. That's exactly how you're always going to be. I'll go to networking events just to meet people. Like I recently went to a networking event where it was literally just like, you know, the mayor of like our local town was there. Like um, there's like the top business people in my local town center. And it's all like, you know, white like middle-aged white men <laughs> that were there and then there's just me but the fact that I can easily access them makes it seem like you know some for some people it's like a lifetime away it's like it's like a whole world away but the fact that I can easily just get on a train and go to like Knightsbridge the fact that I can literally just go in Eventsbrite and find this event it's literally just so accessible and it just shifted my mindset to understand like I'm literally just like any other human we're all human so I can't put myself inside this little box of just I'm like um, very, you know, a woman that is not privileged because I'm, you know, black, I'm a woman and I can't make it in life. Um, And I think earlier on in my journey, one of the biggest things I used to look up to is like, you know, you know, like my aim is to be like Oprah Winfrey and to like, you know, break the glass ceilings and to become like the richest black woman alive. And I realized, you know, I'm putting myself in a box like Oprah Winfrey is worth like 1 billion, but there is Jeff Bezos is worth like, you know, yeah, hundreds of billions. So I'm literally just setting myself to just, I'm only going to be worth that much just because I am this demographic this demographic demography is that a word demographic here yeah, <laughs> yeah no i'm a demographic <laughs> yeah no yeah well, um anyways so that was it so because of that and just having that growth mindset of understanding i can't limit myself it helped me get into like a lot of rooms and actually speak to people like one of my mentors was um are you, do you do crypto, are you crypto? Yeah, yeah, yeah i mean do you know crypto. phantom yeah, I know Phantom. Crypto. Yeah, the CTO of Phantom was actually my mentor. Oh wow, okay. So um and the way I met him was literally just um in Duck and Waffle, just like having dinner there. Really? Well this your one your alone dinners. Yeah, just oh, one nice. of those. Aye, that's yeah. a sick idea. Wow, so that is a dope idea. A top um places to bump into off in London Leicester. There's like 30 places to go to where okay, How did bump. you meet him in Duck and Waffle? Was he just was like, oh it was actually um it was his birthday and they had like um about 40 people in there. I didn't know it was like you know, kind of a privacey event okay. day, and I just went in there. <laughs> Uh, so yeah and then I was just like invited over to the table by all of these like you know super rich people and they're like you know you're just there on your own and like 40 odd people like celebrating this person's birthday yeah. um yeah and I kind of just like realized and one thing people that are wealthy don't like to do is talk about work yeah so building those actual genuine connections and genuine friendships outside of work helped to then talk yeah. about work after those were built that makes so, sense yeah 
Networking events is the biggest. Wow, your networking is another level. I've never, ever, ever, ever heard anybody say that. And yours is not like just to network, it's just to be around. I've never heard of that before. That's crazy. That's yeah. cool. Keep that to yourself. Well, no, that was on the <laughs> podcast, so it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. But anyway, listeners, we'll, we'll, we'll keep this to ourselves, right? Um, so I wanted to know, like, in terms of like best way to learn about web development, mm-hmm. what would you say is the best way to uh-huh. learn if somebody wanted to get into it? Because I know a lot of people wanted to get into technology these days. Mm-hmm. There's so many paths that you can yeah. go down. So um, I actually have a course which you can pay for in installments if you feel like it is too much for you. But let's not have a scarcity mindset. You can afford it. Um, So I have a full stack web developing course, which is front end. So your HTML, CSS, JavaScript and your back end, which is like, you know, your Python. Um, Yeah, it's just your Python. Don't think I have anything else in there. And then web designing and then how to get um, clients as well, all included in there. Um, but for me personally, how I learned was YouTube. Um, the best thing I used to do is like, you know, when you just go on Apple's website and you look at like the user um, interface and the user experience and all of the interactions on there, or if you go into like, I recently saw this one website and I was geeking out on it. I was like, whoa, um, just, you know, when you just like scroll through a website, you can see the whole customer journey yeah. as you're going through. And I was like geeking out on it. And like that for me triggers that like, okay, I really want to recreate this. And then I'll go out there, I'll type in like into Google, how to make this um and then just like learn and build a portfolio that way so when clients are actually coming to you and you don't have a website that you've done you haven't had like previous clients um you can just show them your portfolio of things that you've made just by geeking out on random websites yeah yeah wow that's uh that's some really really great advice and you're right you don't always need a client to to start off if you like you said if you already have your own portfolio they can see that as proof of how good you are and how passionate you are. I think it's um, definitely um, very important. Um, If someone wanted to start their own agency, web development and marketing agency, what's your advice going to be to them? Um, 100% start as a freelancer, see whether you like it or not, because it's not for, it's not going to be for everyone. But um, if you can sustain as a freelancer and you can get enough clients to actually be like, okay, I'm now overwhelmed at that point. That's when you start an agency. I've had so many people go straight into starting an agency. They don't have one single client, singular client. They've um, now registered as like a LTD. Their public records are all over the internet. Um, Obviously they now have to like pay like, you know, maintenance and yearly fees for their LTD. Um, and they just can't sustain and they give up after like a couple of months. Um, so I'd say just dibble and dabble as a freelancer um, and see whether you enjoy it. And then obviously once you've done the one man job, move up. Yeah. You've got yeah. to start from somewhere. I like that. I like that. And I like the fact that you said that they shouldn't just start straight into a business, that they should get the experience first. They mm-hmm. should get some money first. Um they should get comfortable doing that first and build their skills up before they start um, a business. I think that's very sound advice and it's definitely testament to your journey um, with what you're doing. What What are you planning? What are your plans for the future for the agency? I know we, we're, we're thinking one milli. What What else are you allowed to reveal? Anything else? Um. So I think one thing I, I literally told my friend this like two days ago, like I feel everything that my 16 year old self wanted I feel like I've kind of achieved it now. So it's just like, I just want to enjoy the process now, just enjoy the journey. Um, 
But the next step is I want to obviously turn it international um, because I'm going to be traveling the world. I want clients all over the world, like just helping lives. I think the most fulfilling thing for me is just like hearing someone being like, wow, you've like changed my life. Like you've actually helped me. So um, my main focus now is like Brand Blueprint Academy, which is the actual courses, the mentoring all of that kind of stuff uh just because i just i just love helping people love that love that and yeah i've i've, I've seen it It looks it looks quite sound uh, and i'm sure you already changed people's lives you're gonna people start sending you screenshots of oh you helped me make a uh, 100k oh you made so, you helped me made a million yeah like there's gonna be millionaires in the making honestly that you're, that you're doing that this morning with someone and they I, i'm just doing their website for them and they were like yeah i did your course like in january and um now like you're literally making the website for my business like you like your course helped me with and i didn't even realize like, that oh wow connection that's there. mad so yeah, it <laughs> that's is pretty crazy. mad looping all over honestly so it is like just super fulfilling and i think that for me is a lot more than like money can actually buy like just knowing that you've actually changed someone's life out there yeah that's um that is brilliant is it's been so great to have you on the podcast where can um people find you yeah so um i'm if you want my personals jv.finance on instagram and snapchat i'm very active on snapchat um and brand blueprint co okay okay for websites and marketing and brand blueprint academy for any coaching and courses if you want to learn how to do um pretty much anything i also have 120 different jobs that you can get started with right now with wi-fi like just on the internet so yeah if you've got wi-fi and you can see this video right now you have absolutely no excuse to not be making money that's yeah you've heard it from jv uh yourself have you got uh any final words for the listeners yeah like a little nice little uh napoleon hill quote um that Oh no, I've forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> I got oh so ready God. for that. Oh, I was waiting. <laughs> I was like, Napoleon Hill, this is the first time he's made an appearance on the podcast. Wait, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, I've got okay. it. Um, there was a difference between wishing for a thing and being ready to receive a thing. So the act must be a belief. If you believe that you already have something, then it will become. So for me, I've spent majority of my life already believing that I've got like, you know, become a success and had an amazing business and so forth so that's why I was already prepared to have it whereas if I just kind of said oh one day I'm gonna be successful whatever it just ends as a wish so shout out to Napoleon for that quote because love that that is such an epic quote I think I'm gonna need to read up more about Napoleon Hill I'm hearing a lot about him um (laughs) yeah oh yeah. You know when you say that, duh, yeah, I've read Chicken Grow Rich. You know when you say Napoleon Hill, I was thinking of like somebody completely different. But um, yeah, no, I've read Think and Grow Rich. And I think that was actually also one of the books that got me to just be like, you know, I tell you, you just got to yeah. go um, and go and do something. But no, I thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Thank it's been great to um, hear your journey. It's like, it's a really, really inspiring journey. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners will be like, wow, I think I can do this. Um, you know, I think I can do what JV's done. JV's mm-hmm. taken a leap. And you've done it for like a long time as well. Yeah. Um, you know, even if some businesses didn't work out, you still just kept on, kept on going. And I think that's very important just to be resilient. You're never going to be like perfect with like anything. And I always like even think about myself, like how much I've developed. I feel, I feel like we've all developed. So if yeah. we look at ourselves like 
three, four years ago. We're not the same people, right? Because we're always developing as somebody and, and your story is clearly shown. And I think you've now found found something that's working for you and now, now it's going to scale in the years to come. And then hopefully we'll do another episode when you, it's not even about the million. It's like maybe <laughs> you're global or whatever, uh, whenever Noble, you want, baby. you think, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're global, maybe, I don't know, maybe you're somewhere in Asia or you're somewhere in the West somewhere. Um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to just, um, yeah, um, have another conversation with you um in a few few more years months whenever it is but enjoy your trip um in the east um it's been great having you here today thanks listeners for listening to this episode of the takeaway experience and we'll see you next week bye